are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. So I work part-time in a movie theater, and man, I tell you, the most amount of sold-out shows, the most amount of crazy people are getting pissed off because they can't get into the movies that has, we've had since Top Gun Maverick has been air, and nobody predicted this happening. Yeah. Nobody was like, oh, this movie about the development of the Air Jordan Nike like is going to... like people away. Yeah, we're turning people away every That's single sh- uh, show. That's- and I'm just like, I, I'll just say flat out, I think it's a really fun movie. I really think it's very well done. I could give a fuck about the development of the Air Jordan show. <laughs> so if this had not been such a well-scripted, packed with great actors, very funny movie, I'd, I would just yeah. shit all over Isn't it. Isn't that funny, though? Like, like, this subject matter is not up my alley at all. At like, all. okay, let's see how the Air Jordan was made. It's like, yeah, it's, let's it's, all celebrate corporate success. <laughs> well, like, well, 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 we're not celebrating Nike as they are now. This isn't how like Nike, but beat it's that. still it's it's well, an underdog sports story it, only for corporate corporations. It, 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 we're not we're not celebrating. This would been like a, a movie about how Nike beat beat that that sweatshop accusation rap. Well, then that's fine. But I think I, I love how this is like this is this is really an underdog story. It's very it's about the American dream from like different perspectives in a lot of ways. Uh, uh, the American dream of becoming an uh, incredibly powerful multi billion dollar corporation. <laughs> I mean, that's like a dream to me, Come on, Chris. I mean, I mean, that's like it's still ethically nauseating the fact that people. When I watched this at South by and people were screaming and cheering at every tiny little corporate success, I was like, I literally so, feel sick to my stomach. It's funny. No, no, I, no, it's, success is I'm worth. Sorry. Success is I'm worth. Sorry. Che- success is worth cheering for. That's what you strive you for. Have certain yeah. kinds of success. But there, there is. It, it, I, I feel like queasiness similar to that as well. Like, yeah. even though I like this movie a lot. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. do too. Here's the thing, but... like, Nike was like the underdog, but they were like the fourth or third highest selling shoe. Right. In the world behind Adidas. Like, they were, they were running shoes. They were like, they were still like a million, 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 million dollar company. Yeah. They just didn't have a basketball division. So that's how they kind of position it. Yeah. There is an interesting angle in this movie when they're dealing with, um, like Michael Jordan's family and that idea of like, um, athletes endorsement deals. Cause athletes are regularly used by companies like this. Yeah. There's an angle there. There's shitty deals with some no sort real- of. I that's the only part of it that sort of for me sort of ethically smoothed it out a bit. A little the, bit. The movie yeah. takes enough time to go like this was important partially because it was the beginning of athletes actually getting much better yeah, deals. Yeah. But that being said, <laughs> some of the big deals that athletes get make me equally as Oh much. yeah, yeah. No, I think that I don't know. I think that's this is more of an optimistic film than that. I, Plus I Michael feel. Jordan is well known in the restaurant industry as a guy who never tips. Yeah, so fuck it. him. I was going to say in, <laughs> well, like, we're going to say this no, is not I, a sports I, I, movie I, but I, I, it feels like a sports underdog movie because how good the writing and the direction is, is it steers you in that energy, which I will say, yeah, is how you can glaze over some of the corporate 
you know, yeah. cheerleading I mean, that is this movie. Again, it's <laughs> just before so before they were that though. This really they were like yeah. they were at the bottom of the barrel. Well, no, they weren't. They were a huge. Well, they were, company. They were, no, they, they, just, they were at the bottom. No, no, they, in basketball, yeah, the, they were still yeah. the biggest running yeah. shoe in the that's world. That's like yeah, that's like being the like least popular of the top three fast food restaurants. Someone's in the world. always at the bottom. You're though. still billionaires. Frank, <laughs> every every gold medal athlete that did anything track and field at that time wore a Nike. It's just America's biggest sport. To not wear their shoe. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a cynic. I can't do that. It's nothing can't. to do with being a cynic. I, yeah, no, it's, it's a realist. realist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a reason why Phil Knight was like, "Look, the board's going to be unhappy about this. I'm still going to have a job and be rich, but I don't think they'll be happy about I, this." That was his character I arc. Kept <laughs> expecting this to turn into six session. It did not. Oh, I would yeah. have been happy with that. In fact, I probably would have been happier with that, to be honest, because I'm like, I just can't make champions out of these people. But it doesn't matter because this movie isn't here. Oh yeah. To Sell you on the idea. You're not talking of... about that stupid, unlikable, likable thing, are you? What? Like that thing that people have now with characters that don't, they're not likable enough or things like that. Oh, no, all oh, the no. characters. That's are the likeable. thing. Is they're all very. I'm, yeah, like, that's the thing. Everybody. The in this real. Is really what's likeable. the interesting dichotomy of this movie is like the depictions of these people are very likable. Where yeah. in real life, you know, they're they have questionable figures. Ooh, but uh, regardless of that, like, I think the big appeal is like it's a testament to the writing, directing, and performances in the movie. Because, like, the movie comes off as very, like, Frank's response to it. And, like, my response while watching it, even though I felt in the back of my head a little tickles, like, this is kind of bullshit. It is remarkably earnest. Yes. And it mm-hmm. feels good. And that's a testament to the filmmakers because... To Ben Affleck. The fact that, yeah, a filmmaker. The fact that they could be like, yeah. Nike, Nike, Nike. Well, we finally got it right. Here's this our dramatic right. story. <laughs> this is like Damon getting to redeem what he, the energy he put into Ford v. Ferrari, where it's like, let me make a movie that's got more more actual heart to it than that movie actually had with the same kind of earnest I'm not the best guy but I'm the best guy for this and I can assume that he must be an actual big fan of Air Jordan's because he actually said I'm not even going to make this movie without Michael Jordan and his family's okay which they gave and apparently Michael's like great I've been wanting to act in a film he's like um no No. (laughs) (laughs) we don't need to hit the mustache in this movie (laughs) yeah like no you're supposed to be like 17 in this movie that's not gonna why we never see his face ever yeah yeah. You, yeah he's in it but you don't see his face yeah. you kind find, of hear I, his voice which is a really I'm curious smart about decision that. yeah but because like we don't really need to no because like he's such an like he's such an iconic figure because yeah. uh, partly because of the shoe and his skill on the which is board. honestly the whole point of the movie no, too. it's like yeah. the be- before he's an icon but like Anyone that get to play Michael Jordan, the moment you see his face, it's yeah, distracting. It's, it's not it's, Michael it's Jordan. It's like, that's not Michael Jordan. It's like, distracting. We all, he's like seared into our heads. Like these mm-hmm. other people, and it's like guys, you know, we don't know what they look like. Michael Jordan, if he was a real character, would be so distracting. And he is yeah, definitely that, that, you know, actor, poor actor who we never really see, uh, just his back <laughs> of his head multiple times is far from the main character of this film. I mean, he's kind of the third man of the film, except the one that never actually has a big scene at the end. That's so um, true. <laughs> Matt Damon is the main character playing Sonny Vaccaro, who's a just toxic gambler, but one who works for Nike and is well known for being pretty good at being able to look at all the upcoming college picks and say, hey, who are the people that are going to be, you know, that are going to get bi- picked big in the NBA and we think are going to be stars so they can go ahead and in advance sign deals with them or shoes. It's something that all the shoe companies do. And he goes... You know, I know this sounds crazy, but, and also most people don't even realize that we make basketball shoes, that we're more of a running <laughs> shoe company. The number one running shoe company in the world, Frank. <laughs> okay. I, I, was, I was two in 1984, Chris. Uh, anyway, I don't know what to tell you. So, uh, 
he's like, we should put it all on this rookie, Michael Jordan. He's the one of the best college players, if not the best college player of all time. He's going to be amazing. He's going to be so amazing. I think he's going to be like the next big thing, like almost like he was psychic or something. I think like <laughs> the best comparison for that scene and a lot of this movie is it's very Moneyball, where he's yeah. sitting there with the group of the other scouts and he's like, none of these guys know anything. Like, I will say, uh, you know, I think that, you know, Maybe two of us will pick up on some of the other names they're talking about mm-hmm. on the basketball list. It's like, yeah, some of those are actually really good players, but it's true. It's like none of those but guys. Know Michael Jordan, mo- yeah. Moneyball only watchable but- and not you know sleep inducing. Yeah. I like Moneyball. Oh man, Moneyball is one of my favorite. Moneyball is stellar. Most people, I'm with you, but yeah. most people <laughs> disagree with us. Yeah, like, I and know. Moneyball <laughs> like this is the is the least sports movie. Sports movie. Yeah, I did not care because I can't imagine the only thing more boring to me than sports is sports gambling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I get sports gambling. Like, Moneyball like, Money Money is a movie that you just needed to get, like this financial. Movie, I'm saying like the movie have a pulse at all. Like I wanted to check and see if it's alive. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we're not here. Yeah. So I'm saying is the parallel. Is the parallel look at sports from the an outside but inside view like that is what this movie gets. And that scene when they're going through the players and talking about it is so good for that because some of us that know anything about basketball, at least in the early late 80s, early 90s, know some of these names. And it's like, some of those guys did get really big, but also Jordan is the only one who really is an icon for that reason. And yeah. it's and it's so good when you see like Sonny being disinterested. He's like, look nobody seems to understand what we need to be doing here. And it's partially, again, Matt Damon is one of those guys that gets that earnest energy so well, where it's like, look, I know I'm not always the easiest guy, but I'm right. And everybody's like, I hate that you're right. Oh, by the way, that's Ben. Hi. <laughs> also here is uh, Frank. And I have uh, not tipped people a couple of times. Because it didn't earn it. Wow! It didn't earn it. Yeah, this is Frank's last like... appearance on screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... you know how shitty you have to be to like not earn a tit. So Frank and Michael Jordan have something in common. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the Hitler mustache. They're both the two no. greatest <laughs> basketball players of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's half true. Yeah, uh, um, I'm Alan. Hi, Alan. <laughs> Hello. Uh, and I know you like Air Jordans. Yeah, I like. Nikes and Jordans. Yeah. I've had Nikes on. I'm yeah. I kind of embarrassingly realized I'm wearing Nike sweatpants, a Nike hoodie, and my Nike shoes. Oh, yeah. trash them, and, Alan. And I was just I was just like Nike's bullshit. They're billionaires, and I'm just like shilling all their shit. Well, you know, if it helps you, Alan, Chris Tucker wouldn't want that tracksuit. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe anybody would get suckered into just getting all this Nike yeah. off. But like you know, we all have you know this brands we like whatever. And sure. I, I've always liked Nike because of probably because a lot of had to do with Michael Jordan. No, but and uh, me. Like, being like 10 years old in 1994 yeah, when you, he was like you, you, ruling Nike's the in the 90s were the like, shoes you bought. You, you felt cool wearing a Nike in the yeah. 90s. But yeah. also you can't dismiss like, uh, no joke, brand loyalty. Like no, brand yeah. loyalty is like a, a seriously strong thing. Like, hey, I, 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 I ate at his restaurant in Chicago in 1995. I didn't even know he had a yeah, restaurant. I, yeah. Yeah. I had brand Briefly. loyalty to brands that continue to put out good things other than that. Yeah. (laughs) One of my favorite things in this movie, which I know is truly accurate, but like some people didn't even realize is like, no, Adidas were cool in the eighties. They were the coolest thing in the world because hip hop had adopted Adidas and it was the run DMZ. Yeah. And like wrote a song about it without even getting paid for it. Yeah. And like, (laughs) like literally they were the coolest thing. And I'm like, again, I was a kid in the nineties. So by the nineties, Nike was the king of cool shoes, but it's so easy to forget that. Like even talking about this movie to my mom, the same thing as Frank was saying where he's like, didn't seem to realize Nike was 
not always big or whatever. It's like, but I was like, they were. I'm like, no, nobody knew about Nike and basketball. Yeah. There was high school yeah. kids who got free shoes. Here's me, my <laughs> whole life when I have to buy shoes. Let's go on, go and look and see what are actually considered the most comfortable, well balanced, and also reasonable for the price shoes. I, saying, I like, do my, not care what the brand yeah, is. My, my special like, what's on sale? I'm what's like, you know what I wear? I wear New Balance. <laughs> okay, New Balance is a kind of Which, cool name. I heard someone describe it as the Buick of of uh, <laughs> shoe companies. I wear I wear Asics. Okay. I, I wear some Vans, and that's just because it's easier to bike in Vans. Vans. I love Vans. That's, that's Vans. brand loyalty, though, yes, because those shoes are Vans. terrible for your feet. No, no, no. they've got no arch support of any oh, kind. No, this no, has no, been no, the no. one of us shoe the, report. They're, <laughs> they're like Converse high tops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're cool. Whatever. No, those are uncomfortable. They are awful for I, your I, feet. I love those <laughs> shoes, but they're not. But no, so the other thing I want to complain about in this movie, besides brand things, is. Did you realize this movie set in 1984? They never un- mentioned that it's not really until you just said that. Ben. Are we keep kidding me? Like, yeah, like every single. Yeah, oh my god! The, like, I am. This is that's the one uh, thing that really yeah, drove me crazy. Yeah. Is there's not a second of this movie that doesn't feel like smacking you in the face yeah. with 1984. The only thing that can be was for two minutes but, of this, uh, and then yeah. halfway through the movie, they decide randomly let's throw in a bunch of Ghostbusters ecto toys and oh stuff like that. Yeah. That wouldn't be anywhere in this movie. What's just happening? Non-stop <laughs> barrage like of thing. 1984 like songs, just, yeah, songs. Where it's just like yeah. the needle drops are rough. That oh, was yeah, honestly really my are. biggest complaint yeah. about this movie. No, too. Past the corner, it was like, we get it. You're set in the 80s. Stop after your overly long it, intro we, of 80s it really, movie it really, reel. Like, right. It really killed like the sense of place for me, you know, because it, it, yeah. it just it it really like took away from like just letting this be like a natural organic world. It felt like so. Yeah, it feels like more like the, the VH1 show. Uh, yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. like, and I feel like the needle drops is what killed it because. There's the montage opening. It's like, okay, I can forgive that. Yeah. Honestly, the production value, like the set dressing and the costuming yeah. in this movie is really good. The lighting. Like, it is actually yeah. like relatively subtle 80s yeah. decor. Uh-huh. But then like when they start blasting like 80s, 1980s music, like every five minutes, like it really pounds it yeah, down. Some of them were good, but it's a little too on the nose sometimes and a little a too little. much. <laughs> I said sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Other times it is directly on the nose. Ends on born also, in the USA. I'm I, like, no kidding. Like, but by that, point, the by, by, by that yeah. point, you're like, sure, why not? They at least at made the, yeah, they at least made the point of that. And I will say that's from Jason Bateman's character mentions born in the USA. And Jason Bateman and Matt Damon in this movie is actually such a fantastic duo. Right. Oh, yeah. I think this is Jason Bateman's best performance. Uh, Honestly, for my money. this well, I, I disagree. That's really? Ozark, but uh, um, what's that? The, what's that? <laughs> the Netflix show. That's TV. Chris. Yeah, well, TV is better than movies now, so that's <laughs> fine. But um, <laughs> no, I I agree with you. I think Bateman is one of the strongest parts in this film, yeah, and he's sure. all his. You know, he's made, he's pretty much every scene he's in. He's in with, with Matt Damon. Man, the two of them should just get a buddy cop comedy. Yeah, together. I they really, really <laughs> should. They they both really like. They're just so like. I don't want to say earthy because that's that that's, that's what you call spoiler in. Well, well Bateman, but, you know that yeah. you know it's like they're it's very like there's something very grounded down to earth and just bare bones about their scenes. They're together. so blue collar feeling people. Yeah, yeah. They, they 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 really are. Well, and like I say, from from me, the uh, the MVP is Viola Davis, who just rewrote the book on how to do a a, a, a scene on a phone. Well, she she kind oh of low gosh. key becomes like the co lead of the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. she doesn't really enter into like at least like maybe a third in. But it kind of becomes like Damon is the main character and she becomes like the second main character. And apparently in the original script, she was a much smaller role. Like they just like written on spec and Ben Affleck and Matt Damon got it. And then apparently even through a lot of rewrites and stuff like, and cause like Michael Jordan wanted Viola Davis to pay his mom. But there's like, okay, if we get Viola Davis, we can't just have her be in like 
one scene. And Michael Jordan talked about how his mom was like instrumental in the negotiations. He was like the biggest like driver of all these factors. So they went to her and like she beefed up her role like herself. So you can kind of feel it in a performance where like they was like, you have free reign, like for your dialogue scenes, like work on it. Well, you know, rehearsal, like stuff like that. So she kind of like wrote her character with him. So you can feel it in a performance because like this in so many movies would be like a non-role or like yeah, a very like cliche and like very played very cliche yeah. and she plays it so well like it's her, not her and showy Damon's, but it's, yeah. it's, she's show she's she's powerful without being like over the top showy and yeah. it's just it's it's great and she's the thing just, is she's, she's not fantastic. actually in it that much but once she appears she's in every important pivotal scene mm-hmm. and she's the yeah. linchpin character in that scene i was gonna say i love the i love when she shows up is he shows up at their house. He talks to the husband, and the second she shows up, you just realize the whole power dynamic of him yes. being there shifts yeah. dramatically. He's like, yeah. "Yes, ma'am, let me follow you. Whatever you say, ma'am." It's like, it's like, yeah, no. Viola Davis has so much gravitas in all of her scenes. It's just an energy. I would like to. That's also, uh, I'd like to say Chris Messina though, who plays sort of like oh, like a, a lawyer who's on the other side of the 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 ball. He gets the funny bits. It's like yeah. he is. He's a still because he is really slimy, right? But yeah. at the same time, he actually is friends with Matt Damon. But they're just constantly hurling verbal barrages <laughs> well, of insults at each other. He's also very pragmatic. He yeah. like he knows the score and he knows his role in it. And he's resigned himself to the fact that yeah, I am self a person. Yeah, I am just this is my role in life and this is what I'm going to be. Um, I don't even remember seeing Jay Mar in this thing. Yeah, Apparently, no, I don't remember it. either. And I love Jay Mar. I think he's one of the converse people. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I saw this demon credits. I don't remember seeing him. Yeah. You know, he has like a shaved head. One of my oh, favorite yeah. though is Chris Tucker getting a movie where he can actually <laughs> both still be Chris Tucker and be a little bit more grounded was so good. Yeah. Cause he works so well as this character where he's just like, he's the over the top Chris Tucker motor mouth. And then like at some of the scenes, like, Hey man, look, I believe in you. But also, this is the craziest bullshit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's like, all right, Chris, I'm actually happy to have you back here. So you want to hear something it. really funny about that? What? So uh, I had one day off in the last 11 days. Oh, and Chris. on that Sorry. day, Chris was uh, Chris Tucker was playing a comedy show down the street from the Violet Crown. Yeah. Yeah. And when it was over, he just showed up at the Violet Crown and said, hey, um, is, is Air playing right now? Like, yeah, it's going to start actually uh, in about two minutes. So the audience is already in there. He's like... It would it be okay if I went in there and just watched the movie? And you're like, dude, you literally just watched the movie and you started the fucking thing. This probably was like the fifth time you saw, but no, shows up at a tiny little Austin theater, sneaks in, literally no one noticed. Yeah, you hear about, right? you hear about actors People talk about this where they go and see yeah. how the yeah. audience reacts. But Meryl yeah. Streep does that for yeah. our movies. Yeah. But, uh, she, he hung out apparently with the staff and took pictures with all of them and was talking with them and they were like, he was so nice. Cool and it's funny because like one of them was like, I've met plenty of celebrities. This is not a big deal, but yeah, he's nice. And the other one was like, I hot hot now. <laughs> yeah. I, I so always love nervous. that the person who's not yet met celebrities and it's like, uh, yeah. oh no, they just really want to just chat with you if they're there most of the time. And I love hearing that Chris Tucker's a nice guy. I mean, like a lot of people in my generation became a fan of him from Rush Hour, but it's like, it's nice to see him getting to be able to be like, hey, I kind of want to do something that kind of is close to my heart because it's clear he's probably a guy who loved Nike too. And it's like, do you know? Just he's so good in this. He really is. You know, one person I wish that we'd have had more of, and I get why he's not in there more than he is, is uh, Marlon Wayans, 
because I think that he has yeah. a very like soulful, like really, you know, his one scene is very good. It's yeah. Really, good. he's proven yeah. to me a number of times yeah. that when given the right script and director, he can really deliver. Absolutely, he's just not always yeah. great at picking those movies. Yeah, yeah. when he yeah. wants to do a dramatic, like he was like he was even solid in that. What was that Aretha? The Franklin original movie? Dungeons and Dragons movie, oh, no. Aretha. <laughs> yeah, in Aretha, it was yeah. in his like. That movie was fine. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a better than the original Dungeons and Dragons. Movie. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. Oh my god, the movie wasn't great, but he was good in it. Like he, 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 he does yeah. good dramatic work when he, he chooses. does. Yeah. Yeah. And Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, yeah. Aronofsky. He, he got good out of him. He's definitely he also like Tucker is doing this movie. He's a guy who's like oh, progressively done more serious work, and it's like. You have that energy. I wish you would do more of it because you're actually pretty good at this. Yeah, yeah. you know who also also rules in this movie is Ben Affleck. Yeah, he plays the so, boss of Nike. Yeah. Every time he's on screen, he just like his haircut and his outfits. He is so funny. He, he's really he's so that. good at playing like yeah. the kind of like like it's, it's, put upon inept dude. He's just like, oh, come on, but it's, like it's, it's also, so funny. It's, to it's me. also the, the flashiest role, so he has the more room yeah. to like make it. I love him like in this. A, same thing in. Him and Damon's last, the last duel, which is oh, obviously right. a much heavier movie. Yeah. But like in and that heavy, terrible one. No, I <laughs> no, love that. I love oh, that Chris, no, we are not going to. Okay, do, but, uh, but, but well, I Alan, you sorry. disagreed with Frank on something. Sorry, sorry, no, me, and, me and Frank go. We're so sorry. 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 I love that movie a lot. Sorry, but I'm his sorry. role in that is so funny too. Like I like him, and he's like not the center of these movies. Yeah, and he's just is like kind of cut loose and coming and like still a scene there. Did you see him in the Tender Bar? Yeah, again, oh, another God. one where he's like, that the basketball that one, one where he pests, where he's the alcoholic or? No, no, that's, the, that, we no, that's the family that drama before one. Before lockdown. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's what I was trying to think that of. That was the way back. The way, way back. The way, way back. No, it's, um, my thing with Affleck in this movie is I love it because he is, he's supposed to play the, the, the hippie that's sold out, which I worked for. I'll go ahead and just like throw myself under the bus. I worked for Whole Foods here in Austin for a bit, which still has all of the corporate executives that sold to Amazon. And I love that where it's like, you're nice people. You're also a hippie, but you also drive like a Maserati or something because it doesn't yeah, matter. You're a anymore. Birkenstock hippie. Apparently, that's what yeah. that that's what that guy was really like too. He was yeah. just like he's a very um, contradictory <laughs> man. Yeah, like, all these Buddhist ideals and all this like, but he was also like corporate. Greed, this, this, Which but he I, would also have so, him. So he's a very uh, film knight. I, I, I kind of, yeah. I kind of appreciate that though, because I that's think how that, people are in real life. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think that nobody is just like one way all the way straight through. We are, con- we are meant to be contradictions of like you know of ourselves, and I like that that in the Alpha character that does come through. I don't know if we're meant to be contradictions no, we are. of ourselves. We are. <laughs> Of course we are. You're just saying that because you are one. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's natural for me. It's natural for a lot of people. It's natural. It's, it's natural, Chris. It's natural, Chris. Just like it's natural that I like it's Last normal. Duel. You my, like House of my Gucci. My therapist doesn't agree with, agree with me, but they're wrong. <laughs> well, I, I have to say, for, as far as we're talking about, like, Affleck getting to be the most showy, all that, or uh, is... um. Nothing's funnier to me than the scenes where he's trying to sit comfortably on the couch that David's already like, this is the only comfortable chair in this whole entire building. <laughs> yeah. And you see Affleck be like, just anxious, rolling around. I'm like, this is honestly fantastic physical well, comedy. He's also, he's laying down on it, isn't he? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's laying down, down yeah. and he gets up and then he's yeah. fidgeting. It's so good. Really it's good. honestly well, fantastic. Talk about how, like, the best scene of this movie is that, is the presentation, is that, that, that leads into, like, it's meant to be a pitch meeting at Nike. It leads into like this really great montage. And I was, I was welling up during that scene. It is surprising how effective it is. Like, I got, I went through so many, and there's no, we're not spoiling really anything here. Everyone knows that they, they made sign the shoe. Okay. So, but like, in, what, they make the shoe. Yeah, they do it. <laughs> and the yeah. shoe sells. They, uh, like, but that does in fact become a big basketball yeah. guy. That scene he never is, tips. Is one of the more interesting, <laughs> interesting moments in the movie to me. Cause what I, one thing I do think this movie lacks is, 
what's really interesting about this is where, like, how does an icon get born here? And, like, the idea of is, like, would Michael Jordan be as iconic if he didn't have a shoe, like, literally named after him and all the branding around That's him? That's a good question. Or, you know, obviously we know not he wouldn't be as big as they were if Jordan didn't sign with them because he was going to be a great basketball player no matter what. But there's a lot of great basketball players. Would he be widely considered, like, not only the best of all time, but, like, the biggest basketball star in the world for all time if it wasn't for, like – this marriage of branding and the a household name and one of yeah. the most most wealthy because partially because, because of the, the deal, very yeah. smart deal yeah. here which means he could have afforded to tip all those times <laughs> <laughs> but that's like and that scene you can't let that go can you no, no i cannot it's pretty shitty it is extremely i've, I've done shitty. it twice and you need to be pretty Look, shitty you did it twice but you do tip i do right? yeah. the man never tips like oh, okay. he's famous for welcome not to tipping. the michael jordan like, tipping there's, review there's apparently like one i forget where it was it was like a really nice restaurant and he spent like seven thousand dollars and they had all the all, like a team of waiters coming to help his table he left one dollar well maybe katrudy was included <laughs> it was not okay. <laughs> i don't know uh anyway sorry yeah fuck that guy i don't care, but, about how, I don't <laughs> care how good a basketball player he is i'm but sorry it's, but again it's like it's, it's again it's one thing that we need to keep on reminding ourselves and i think that the general audience needs to know is it's not about Michael Jordan. It's not about Nike. It's you know, well, it's kind of about Nike, but it's about this team of like. It's decidedly about it's Nike. This small team of like. <laughs> it's about iconography know. and like what it takes. Yeah. Like the the team gets, and the motivations, whatever. It's like their jobs, but they give Jason Bateman a speech that kind of like try, they give him the attempt to ground this movie in some heart, where he's talking about his daughter yeah. going through divorce, which actually works. I'm like, surprised that works, and it's <laughs> it's affecting because like you forget like okay yes yes yes, but this is a guy who works here and he's part of the basketball brand. If they don't do this and they get laid off. He has to go find a job. He has his daughter. He's going through divorce. Like she thinks it's cool because she gets shoes, and that kind of grounds it. It's like okay, there are people who work for these places, mm-hmm. and so there's that attempt. And then the speech by Matt Damon at the end to try to like sign Michael Jordan. That's where the movie kind of brushes up against that idea of like what, where do our icons like come from? Like how? And it is through branding. Like it always has been. Like things that are really popular. Like whatever. Like whatever branding and. Which is my struggle with this movie because but it's also it's not just it's it's the embracing of them by the public as well. Yeah, and but of course, that's marketing and like, well, like but, but, but also your icons have to be marketed to the public and they have to accept them. But, but it needs to know? be like the public needs to actually accept that you can market something to to the hill for and sure. It, yeah, and it's not it, it needs to it's it's synergy. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's yeah. like right place, right time, yeah, all that exactly. stuff. And that's what's most interesting about the movie. And is the movie doesn't quite dive headfirst into that stuff as, as much as I'd want it. But the movie is still nonetheless like very entertaining. And good. Well, keep going. I feel like I'm going to final thoughts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I will like one thing I didn't get to talk about earlier, but I noticed in this is Matt Damon's performance. Uh, this movie kind of captures Matt Damon at the peak of his two things he's great at in movies. He's usually playing someone who's like very competent, and good at his job, like Born or The Martian, Goodwill Hunting, like very proficient. Yeah. Or he's right. playing kind of like a down as like doofus, like the informant, or like when he plays like, and this movie somehow combines movies. those yeah. two things <laughs> yeah. where he's very good at his job and a down on his luck doofus yeah. at the um. same time. And I was like, oh my God, they cracked the code. It's like the platonic <laughs> Matt Damon performance. It's, it's really more interesting performance than he's done. It's in a while. really good. I yeah. mean, he's always, he's always interesting. Good, you know, yeah, he, yeah. He, he, as much as he looks as kind of like a, normal white dude he's like a very interesting actor like face actor he does all the stuff you know i mean he was on the great wall yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, that would fall into the doofus category you know? but um but yeah like another thing that's 
we kind of touched on. This is the Matt Damon and Ben Affleck's first, like under the new production company they're doing. Their whole idea is they're trying to do adult dramas and like that more like artist equity. I think it's called like equity artist or something like that, where they're trying to get all below on people. And this is like the fact that people are going to see it is really exciting to me because I want it to be a hit. Because if if Matt Damon and Ben Affleck want to get together and produce like mid to high mid budget dramas that aren't genre just like we need some more of those coming out of theaters to balance it out like and this is a good one even though it's about marketing it's a drama about corporate marketing and it's like i should be like fuck this movie but i was like i enjoyed this movie i enjoyed watching it. it's very entertaining like i give it seven and a half air force not air force ones (laughs) Air, air jordan ones uh out of 10 cool frank uh yeah i thought this was the first great film of the year. I'm not going to call it a movie. I'm going to call it a film. I'm going to give it more credit than, than that. But I, you know, this really is a testament to, I think, innovation. Um, you know, marketing, branding, all, you know, all of the above. Sure. Uh, but this really is what I was taken with. What I responded to the most was the, the, you know, the gusto and the belief and the whole making something out of nothing. Uh, you know, Try and take that as far as as it can be taken. That's never not going to be inspiring um, t- to watch. And everyone, n- nobody in this movie ends up struggling financially <laughs> in the future. That's that's that that's not a question. Um, but that's also not how what this movie is about. This movie isn't about how well everybody made off. Um, this really is about uh, inspiration. It's about belief. It's about um, perseverance, you know, perseverance and, and, you know, in terms of, you know, wanting to make this. Nobody ever makes this, makes the films about the guy who's like, I, this is the way we should bet everything. And then they fail. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) And the company goes out of business. I mean, I I was going to, I was going to say, I was going to say, I had a friend a long time ago. um, And she, she told me one time, rule of thumb, if, uh, if something, if something in real life succeeds, make it write it write it as a book if it fails make it into a movie (laughs) and um i gotta say this this totally like you know just blows that out of the water because um this really is a film about the american dream in 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 from a lot of different perspectives and yeah there's a lot of money on the line here you know like i said there's nobody struggling here it's the most american dream movie i've ever seen because it's a bunch of really wealthy guys going God, what if we were a lot wealthier? But it's uh, <laughs> no, but but but, but it's it, it, it's got gumption. It's got it, it's very inspiring. Even if you know if you're not part of this world, it's it's hard not to. I, I can't be cynical about this. There's not an ounce of me that can be. Um, I, I welled up more than a few times. I think everybody here is fantastic. I think this is a really like grounded, down to earth Ben Affleck, and I'm not a big Ben Affleck di- fan. Di- ben Affleck, the director, fan. Um, I loved Argo when it first came out, and then five years later, I was like, "Oh my god, fuck Argo!" Really? Y- yeah, I was like. You, that- so you said Argo fuck itself? Argo fuck itself. Uh, yeah, I want that <laughs> shirt. Actually, I want to get that shirt. One bad direct directorial movie. It's a, a live by night. A live by night. night. That's yeah. bad. This yeah. is that's not the other ones, which is weird. Nathan, it's based our, on a solid book. Our friend but. Nathan really champions that film. Did anyone surprised? Okay, look, no. we got to stop it with the Nathan stuff. Poor Nathan. We're going to change the name of this podcast to the Occasionally We Shit on Nathan show. No, no. Occasionally? No, we're not going to no, change I, it to I, Occasionally. I, I love my Nathan. I agree with Nathan a lot. Nathan, Nathan, Nathan and I agree on a lot too. But um, I think this is one of the best of the year. This is, a, a, I don't care how many drafts this went through. This is a 
a great screenplay with some a really solid cast. This is really, you know, apart from the over the abundance of 1984 references, it is a um, it's got a great sense of place. It's got a great world. It's it's shot very unassumingly. It's just I don't have any complaints really to to find with this. So I'm going to give this. Nine out of ten. I did not think of a rating. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Nine out of ten. Um, Viola Davis performances that just knock out of the park because she, for me, was the MVP here, and I'll, I'll be stupefied if she didn't get an Oscar nomination. For Literally, this. that woman could like wear a blindfold, have no script, while being stabbed do, in the face with knitting needles, and say, can, "Play a sympathetic, like, but very funny person." She can and do anything. Well, well actually, she can't play Michelle Obama because that was a hot mess. Okay, but wow. She she can pretty much do no wrong. Uh, what about you, Ben? Well, first off, I want to say, just because we're talking about the money in this, is so they're talking about $250,000, and I just was bored. I was like, let me pull up the math here. It's about $725,000 in today's dollars after inflation. <laughs> so, honestly, it's like, it's groundbreaking for what it did for deals, but, like, nowadays, I think there's not a rookie that doesn't get at least a million dollars. The groundbreaking deal was that he got a cut of the sell. Yeah, yeah, that was That's huge. the big thing. That's that what changed everything. But also that thing where they're like, was it? We're not going to give him our shoe to wear. We're going to make a shoe for him. Yeah, that's another. That yeah. was huge. Yeah. It's it's one of it's like some of the ways that they solved this problem of marketing for him are brilliant. And the way they showed in the movie, the fact that they made that engaging, I think, is really where this movie excels because it could be just corporate. I mean, look, me and Alan like Moneyball, but it could. And I compared it to Moneyball for good reason. And evidently, Moneyball doesn't work for everyone since these two did not enjoy no, it. Well, uh, no, no, now that Frank is telling me he doesn't like it either, I'm going to have to give it a second. <laughs> oh, no, Chris is going to have to rewatch Moneyball out of spite well, I, also, I also saw it as the, as the second movie on a double feature with that and Ides of March. So I was like, okay. okay. That's so yeah. yeah. I was no. like, well, I don't like either one of but those. But that's the thing is like if you stuff. like Moneyball, I think it can be very easily said that I think you'll definitely enjoy this movie because I think the characters are overall a lot more dynamic and entertaining than in Moneyball. I think their prob the way problems are solved are explained and showed in a lot more of a visual and entertaining manner than Moneyball. And I love Moneyball and I'm saying that. But this movie also, yeah, it is so much more corporate than Moneyball. Moneyball is at least about the passion for the game. This is like well, the passion for making shoes make more money. You see, I didn't feel the passion at all in Moneyball. I'm sorry, this is not the Moneyball okay, podcast. Okay, no, no. But, let, let him no, talk no, about no, that no, off. No, no, we, we, we can your chance. We can rail on Moneyball later, Frank. It's all it's numbers. Fun. Okay. Like, wow. Okay. okay. I mean, so is down, Frank. Down. So the first quarter sorry, of this movie as he's trying to explain how much money he needs to buy Michael Jordan, which is really kind of like the whole time. And they're like, yeah, I'd love $250,000 to wear a shoe. I'd love that. Oh, we can't justify that. It's like, okay, whatever. Like, that's the, a lot of this movie. So between that, the the corporate greed side, and the 1984 stuff, there's a lot to this movie that could be seen as very average or grading. It's the rest of the direction and the performances that so elevate this and keep the pace moving. So, I mean, again, like, I don't think it's... I don't love it as much as Frank, but I definitely think it is one of the most solid movies of this year that I think just about anybody with, like, even the most moderate interest in sports can see this and be like, I understand enough to enjoy this on top of the performances. It's a very good time. Um, I'm going to give it seven and a half out of ten people in charge of Adidas. Uh, <laughs> Rolex says. Rolex says. Okay, yeah, I mean, I stick by everything I said before. I think this is a deeply entertaining as hell film. It is an audience pleaser like crazy of a film. The only really, you know, 
outwardly bad thing about this for me where I was like, oh, it was grating was the soundtrack. I like all those songs. <laughs> I just don't want to feel like it really did feel like VH1's like, like look back at the 90s yeah, or 80s or whatever, things, yeah. you know, where I'm just like, oh my God, I surprised there's not a montage of like minor comedians going, you remember the speaking spell? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, again, there's a whole section where it comes up with ecto toys. I yeah, mean, it's we, like, we were the 80s office. or something like that. Exactly. We were, remember, the, remember the 80s or something like that? Oh, I actually do remember the 80s. Me too. You guys, you don't remember the 80s. I remember cartoons and cereal. <laughs> Frank remembers wanting a Mr. T action figure. No, I didn't. Know. I did. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so, but here's the thing. This is a film that does, in fact, bother me on some level, like I said, ethically. It really kind of does. And the more I think about it, the more it bothers me. And I've read a whole bunch of think pieces on it that I was like, yeah, you're helping to codify the things that I really was bothered by uh, with this. And there's nothing inherently... There's nothing inherently wrong with the film itself. What bothered me was the watching it with an audience who was losing it in all these parts, like where you're just like, you feel you're, this is like if this, imagine if this was about McDonald's, right? And everyone's like, they start cheering like, oh man, I love the fucking quarter pounder with cheese. And they start screaming and yelling when they're like, we're going to call it the quarter pounder with cheese. It's like that where you're like, what? I mean, what, that's what is I, happening. I, 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 I don't no, get, I don't, Frank, my turn. You've, you've had enough. You've had your time. You've already been clear on how you feel. Now it's my time to express my opinion. What the fuck did But it's like, it's funny because it's a movie about marketing that is marketing to people who want to be marketed to and as well it's not only selling the movie it's selling more nikes in a movie about selling nikes it's like an ouroboros like a snake with its tail in its own mouth except it's more like a snake sucking its own dick <laughs> right i like it it just i can't not think about but it but it's not it's sucking it really well <laughs> it's it's sucking it, it, dude, it is doing it with the great finishing face it's everything it's you want in the thumbnail it's, it's looking you in the eyes as it's doing it yo and wait for it i've minute. never seen porn before what you're <laughs> oh wow yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay no i mean it's what really well cast it's it's just it's delightfully fun but yeah there's going to be people who the thing i'm feeling which i was like you know, it bothers me, but I'm gonna still recommend the film. There are people it's gonna be like, this is unwatchable for that it will, they will hate it because of what the, it's doing on the that. The scary level. thing for me is like, if this is a success, like what else are we, are we see like, oh, Coke, the well, movie. I heard Tetris but, is no. kind of touching on some Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another one. Yeah. The people that would There's like, a Blackberry movie coming. But yeah. like, we're not the movie people, about. But those are also people that would like scoff at Billy Wilder movies. Like those aren't the people for. Like, I'm not sure that's movie. true. No, we're going to another movie about how Converse made basketball shoes just, a thing to begin yeah. with. I don't know. You know, the upshot is like, whatever. Who cares? We're just talking about whether or not this movie is good. And the answer is, yeah, it, it is largely pretty darn good. Um, I, I, I think you'll probably have a good time unless the things I've said about the corporate thing also immediately raise your hackles, then maybe it's not, maybe you shouldn't see it because you'll just get mad. But the, which is kind of a shame because Affleck constructed a super fun type movie. I don't think this is Oscar worthy in any way, shape or form. Not even I think Viola Davis? Nope. I think it is. I, Viola Davis is in here doing the best job that Viola Davis does while she's asleep almost. She's oh. just like, no, not saying it's a bad performance. I mean, she could do this in her sleep. She's just like, it's, she doesn't have enough screen time. I bet she to, gets a supporting she, she, nominee. She, I'm, maybe, but yeah. even so, I'm like, just for uh, being the public favorite I just don't, one. I don't think this is Oscar nominatable to me. It's just fun. It's a audience pleaser 
movies or movie. It's the Top Gun Maverick of this year. I'm sorry. Uh, it what is, what, what would that win, though? It's like, it's no, like, it's uh, so Nathan <laughs> will be at the Violet Crown for the next month? Uh, yeah, probably so. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give it uh, seven and a half um, snakes sucking its own dick out of ten. You know, say, not, this, as much as I love this movie, I probably loved it more than anybody else here. I don't want to go buy Nike. I'm not going to go buy Nike after this. Well, no. I mean, the, you get to the end credits where it's like the where are they now? And the only character that comes out of that, we're like, hey, I like that guy. Is Matt Damon's character? He's like, oh, because he continued to actually do things for other people. Yeah, well, that's a pretty... The, well, the designer as well, who it's I It's a nice thing. No, it is. Also... He's a fantastic individual, well, actually. That, 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 he, no, he... he well, give him a Google. Yeah. He has some weird shit in his, his life. Yeah. Oh, uh, Sonny Vaccaro was yeah. not always a great guy. No, they did in fact introduce him as like a toxic gambler. Like yeah. I'm saying, but what he's what he's done with his with his clout Again, since then con- is good. contradictories. Like he's a person who has good and bad in him. That's, yeah, that's, that's like people, most people. Yeah. On that, one hand, people. he developed the Air Jordan. On the other, you know, he was one of the guys who worked at the concentration camps in Buchenwald. Oh, but, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Come no, on, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, maybe I'm mixing him up with another Sonny Vaccaro. I'm sorry.